Good evening and welcome to the um, City of Champaign Township meeting for December 1st, 2020. Will the clerk please call the roll? Board Member Fianfetti? Here. Stock? Here. Beck? Here. Bricks? Here. Bruno? Foreman? Present. Gladney? Present. Kyles? Here. Chairperson Finan? I am here as well. We have the minutes. Chairperson Finan, I move that we approve the minutes of the regular board meeting from November 10th, 2020. Second. Is there any discussion? Will the clerk please call the roll? Board member Fianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Brick? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Board member Kyle? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm a yes, but um, Bruno just joined. Yes. Okay, thank <laughs> you. So the minutes are approved nine to zero. Do we have any correspondence? We have none, Your Honor. Uh, summary of expenditures. I'm muting. Uh, Chairperson Fine and I move that we approve the summary of expenditures from October 2020. Second. Is there any discussion? Clerk, please call the roll. Board member P and Fetty? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bricks? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Chairperson Finan? Yes, they're approved nine to zero. We have a public hearing regarding the township levy. I now declare the public hearing open. The purpose of the public hearing is to provide an opportunity for all persons interested in or affected by the township's 2020 property tax levy to express their views. Notice of the public hearing was published on November 23rd, 2020 in the News Gazette. If anyone desires to express his or her views regarding the proposed levy, please acknowledge via Zoom um, by raising your hand. You will state your name and city of residence for the record and limit your comments to five minutes or less. I don't see any hands from the public. City Council Member Bruno. There are no hands raised. Okay, I then declare the public hearing closed. We now have um, ordinances, the first one being 2020-1201. Chairperson Fine and I move that we approve ordinance 2020-1201. Second. Township Supervisor, do you wanna to speak to this? Your Honor, this just codifies the township levy. We, uh, as you noted, we had a resolution regarding this last month. It's been posted, uh, was posted in the News Gazette. And so we've, uh, we've ensured that we've met all of our statutory requirements and this will move us forward. 
Are there any town board member questions or comments? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Madam Mayor, there are no hands raised. All right, will the clerk please call the roll? Board member Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bricks? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Chairperson Finan? Yes. Um, the ordinance passes nine to zero. And we have our next ordinance, 2020. I move approve. Was, was that a motion? It was a I motion move, to we approve. approve 2020-1202. All right, second. Uh, the purpose of this ordinance is to amend the fiscal year 2020-2021 budget to increase revenues by $22,559 in the general assistance miscellaneous revenue account. 803-4800 and increase expenditures by 22,559 in the general assistance contract payment account 8038810-52083 are there any technical questions i don't see any is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue Seeing none, Supervisor, did you want to say anything about this? Uh, just briefly, this is uh, another subrecipient sub agreement uh, with the City of Champaign for Community Development Block Grant money. Uh, this money is going directly towards programming of our CU at Work program. So it's, uh, you know, assist in the payment of individuals, homeless individuals that are working uh, both on beautification projects over the winter and um, garden projects when it's warm out. All right, any um, town board member comments? I see none. Will the clerk please call the roll? Board member Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Brick? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Chairperson Finan? Yes, the ordinance passes nine to zero. Um, we need, need a motion on the next one. Uh, I move we approve ordinance 2020-1203. Second. The purpose of this ordinance is to amend the fiscal year 2020-2021 budget to increase revenues by $94,800 and the supervisor intergovernmental revenue account and increase expenditures by $94,800 in the professional services account. This amendment is due to the city of, Town city of Champaign Township receiving CURES funds to offset costs associated with COVID and township operations. Are there any technical questions? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue? Uh, Councilman Bruno, you are muted. Anita Ung has her hand raised. I'll allow her to talk. Please state your name and your city of residence. My name is Anita Ung. Um, I live in Champaign and um, I uh, am witnessing this council meeting because I understood there was a uh, ordinance that 
involved um, the CARES money. And I'm not entirely sure if this is the particular place I should be speaking um, for public comment. Um, should I go ahead now? Is this the part that addresses the CARES agenda? So there are, there's CARES money for the township and CARES money for the city. So it depends on which you wish to address. Um, for the city. This is the township meeting then. So you might want to wait and hold your comments. Is that tonight um, for yes. the city council? Okay. There will be another opportunity. Okay, thank you. I'll wait and hold my comments. Okay, thank you. Are there any other comments? There are no other persons with their hands raised. Are there any town board member comments? Township Supervisor, did you want to speak to this at all? Just briefly, Your Honor, we applied for the CURES money to offset some of the costs that we've recognized during COVID. Um, as many of you know, we've, we've uh, added to our um, processes through electronic um, applications. Um, we've done a lot of things to offset uh, the fact that we can't be in person. And so this CURES money just quite frankly offsets those costs. And so we're fortunate to receive it and uh, it'll be put to good use um, for those things as well as others. Any comments in light of that? Seeing none, will the clerk please call the roll? Board member Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Briggs? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Board member Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Chairperson Finan? Yes. The ordinance passes nine to zero. We have the audit report. Are we just placing this on file? Okay. Yes. Um, I move we accept and place on file. Second. Town Supervisor, do you have anything you wish to say? Your Honor, just briefly, um, the audit's been posted on our website. It's available for public viewing. Um, there were no findings, which is always a good thing uh, regarding the audit, and so it's complete. Thank you. Are there any town board member technical questions? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue? Seeing none, any comment? Clerk, please call the roll. <clears throat> Board member P and Fetty? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Briggs? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Chairperson Finan? Yes, the audit is placed on file by a vote of nine to zero. We're now at the point of our meeting for audience participation on township related issues. If anyone wishes to address us as the town board, please raise your hand in the Zoom. I see no hands raised. All right, any town board member comments? Seeing none, Supervisor? I have none, Your Honor. Okay, our next meeting is next year, January 5th, 
2021. And with that, I need a motion to adjourn. Uh, Chairperson Fine and I move that we adjourn. Second. And the clerk, please call the roll. Board Member P and Fetty. Yes. Stop. Yes. Beck. Yes. Brick. Yes. Bruno. Yes. Foreman. Yes. Gladney. Yes. Kyle. Yes. Chairperson Finan. Yes, we are adjourned from the township meeting and I'd now like to call to order the city council meeting for December 1st, 2020. I'd invite you to join me for a moment of silence followed by the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Will the clerk please call the roll? Council member P and Fetty. Here. Doc. Present. Beck. Here. Bricks. Here. Bruno. Here. Foreman. Here. Gladney. Present. Kyles. Here. Mayor Finan. I am also here. Do we have any special recognition? I don't believe that we do. All right, minutes. I don't, I don't think we have any. I don't any. think we have any. All right. Do we have any correspondence? We have none, Your Honor. All right. So we have our first public hearing on the 2020 property tax levy. Illinois state law requires that the city of Champaign hold a public hearing on its estimated 2020 property tax levy. In accordance with these state legal requirements, a truth and taxation notice was published in the News Gazette on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020, and was placed on file at the Champaign Public Library and on the city's website at www.champaignil.gov on Friday, November 20th, 2020. I now declare this public hearing open. If anyone desires to express their views concerning the estimated 2020 property tax levy, please raise your hand in the Zoom and you will be recognized. Madam Mayor, there are no hands raised. Okay, I now hereby declare this hearing closed. The City Council will act upon the estimated 2020 property tax levy at the December 15th, 2020 regular council meeting. The second public hearing is for an amendment to the 2020 through 2024 consolidated plan and annual action plan for fiscal year 2020 to 2021. The city is seeking input during this public hearing regarding the allocation of $760,141 in funds to be used to prevent, prepare for, and respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. This community development block grant COVID-19 CDBGCV allocation was 
authorized in the third round of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act, on September 11th, 2020, to address the growing effects of this historic public health crisis. These CDBG CV funds are included in an amendment to the 2020 through 2024 consolidated plan and the fiscal year 2020 to 2021 annual action plan. The purpose of this public hearing is to provide an opportunity for all interested persons to give input on the allocation of the CDBGCV funds. All comments received tonight will be included and responded to in a final amended action plan that will be submitted to the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Notice of the hearing was published on the city's website and CGTV beginning November 25th, 2020. I now declare the hearing open. If you wish to speak, please raise your hand in the Zoom. Okay, you will be unmuted. Please state your name and city of residence and limit your comments to five minutes or less. Sorry, Councilmember Bruno. That's okay. There's two hands raised. I'm gonna turn the microphone on for Anita Ong first. Hi, my name is Anita Ung. I'm an internal medicine physician trained in epidemiology um, with a background in um, biostatistics and molecular biology. Um, I am commenting um, because I wanted to just have into the public record that I think COVID testing is extremely important um, method to help break coronavirus transmission in our community. And that testing is going to remain really important now and at least until 2021 or 2022 as a vital school um, tool, um, especially since vaccines have not yet been fully tested in children and they will not be an initial target for distribution. The first 6 million um, tests that the federal government will give out will be uh, targeted toward healthcare workers and long-term care facilities who have 24 million um, uh, people um, who are already um, you know, waiting for those uh, distribution. So in order to focus on making our schools much more safe, testing still remains a big part of the picture. Um, and um, I really urge the city council to work with both um, CUPD, uh, CUP uh, public health department uh, and unit four um, to come up with targeted testing for schools um, by distributing some of those funds um, to positive cases, promising positive cases um, when they turn up in needy families will help families accept that testing is helpful and not just a threat to their jobs. Um, so it would be vital to support wraparound quarantine services if um, the free and rapid testing can be deployed in schools. And I think they're working on that right now with 15,000 tests already in the public health department. The reporting is being worked on. SHIELD is coming into the picture to support the back-end PCR. But in order for people to feel safe and you know, trust that those um, tests will help them and not hinder them, um, it will be very important, I think, for this city to help out 
with wraparound services, quarantine support, rent, um, employment support, and telling kids that if they're positive, their parents will not be punished by their positivity. Um, and putting those funds up front would be extremely, extremely helpful. Um, and, um, and I think that uh, definitely falls in the mission of the city council to continue to collaborate with Unit 4 schools and community partners to identify resources and services necessary to support youth and families, especially in this crisis. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Madam Mayor, I will call on Brian Dunn now. Brian Dunn from Champaign. Uh, I'd like to second everything that person just said, very informed, uh, very smart person. I love that people like that are in our community and I hope that they are listened to specifically in terms of the importance of testing. And I think that we should really initiate some mobile testing. I think that there are blind spots in our community for people who, like she was talking about, you know, there's some people who get tested and they get like a two week work at home vacation. There's other people who get tested and, you know, they end up losing their job because of it. They end up losing their housing situation. So, you know, getting testing is not the same experience for everybody. And we need to find ways to make it more of the same experience for everybody. Like she said, make it a helpful experience. And also I think internet, of course, is gonna be super important because people need social interactions and uh, just ensuring internet access is uh, I think a great place for these funds to go. And then also I think that we need to find ways to give people that opportunity for social interactions in a safe environment, especially as we head into the winter. The isolating effects of this year are only gonna compound with the weather, with the lack of sunlight. And it's a very real thing that people are gonna lose their lives because of COVID without ever contracting COVID. And I think that we need to look at our resources, look at spaces that are available and find ways that we can open up social interactions in an environment that is safe from the weather and that allows people to socially distance. Uh, and so I think that's another area that we should focus on. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Mayor, there are no other people with their hands raised. Okay, I now declare this public hearing closed. Thank you. Will the clerk please call the first bill? Council Bill number 2020-134, a resolution approving a license agreement with Ameren Illinois Company for use of the city right away for electric utility purposes. So moved. Second. The purpose of this bill is to approve an agreement with Ameren Illinois Company granting an electric utility license to utilize the city right of way for a period of 10 years. Are there any technical questions? Councilmember Beck. Um, this question is uh, echoing back to the request that we had to staff to work with Amron to find out what we can in, uh, expect from Amron in response to um, the, the impending shutoffs before the moratorium. And I was wondering if uh, Carrie could possibly give us an update about what is happening. 
Thanks, Councilmember Beck. Um, we have actually talked to Amron um, since that council meeting and have sent them. Uh, we're also working with a countywide consortium. So this includes City of Champaign Township, Cunningham Township, City of Urbana, RPC, um, and hopefully we'll be adding in Salvation Army uh, for the, wa the water utility issue. But specifically to Amron, um, they did stop the disconnections after the council meeting. So they um, stopped two weeks early, I believe it was, and then have notified us there are approximately 100 people that were disconnected um, from the mid-September to the mid-November date. And so we specifically have asked them if they would provide um, full contact information to RPC. We think that's the highest priority and we're concerned that those families may be disconnected and not aware of resources that could assist them. And then between all the partners that I just listed, including some of our upcoming COVID funding here at the city of Champaign that you'll be discussing in two weeks, there should be some resources in addition to LIHEAP to help them get their utilities back on. Um, but the key piece to that is that we need contact information. And so um, because they already have a signed agreement with RPC, we think the best way for that to happen is for them to provide that information to RPC who they're under agreement with. And that's that's been our request. Separately, uh, second priority is we are concerned about all the families who did not get disconnected, but we know have a large bill or will continue to accrue a large bill who on April 1 would then be eligible for disconnection. And we, because we don't know what this pandemic is going to look like in four or five months, uh, we want to continue to work throughout the winter. That group that I mentioned uh, will be leading the meetings. They've all agreed to, to participate either every two weeks or once a month, um, working to reach out through RPC as the primary contact, but then trying to wrap some services around to make sure that they work on that utility bill so that come April 1st, there's not a new disconnection uh, concern. Okay, thank you. Um, I. I don't know if other council members have technical questions or not. I'll come back to you. Are there other technical questions? Mine is simply curious, is there a time frame for providing the documentation to the Regional Planning Commission on the hundred or so names of people who were disconnected? We didn't give them a deadline, but it, it is considered to be the highest priority because obviously they were they were turned off. Um, last I checked with RPC earlier this evening, they have not heard back from Amron. Um, so it, that's where it stands right now is we need for them to, to push that along and make sure whether or not they're willing to share that full information. That includes the, the phone number and or email if they have that information available. Okay. And uh, Councilmember Pianfetti. Uh, I apologize, uh, Your Honor. I was slow on my hand raise. I, I guess once that information is given to RPC, what would be the next steps? And, and you know, once you find a home, like what's the timeline for, for getting a reconnection? And is there a connection fee associated with getting them reconnection or is there a way that that, if there's, there is one, is, is there a way that could be waived? 
I'm not aware that uh, that fee can be waived. I think the, la the latest conversations is that any late fees that would be due, um, that they need to enter into a payment plan if there is an outstanding balance. Um, the information that I've heard that I've not directly had from Amron, um, but I don't know if we want to ask them to answer to this tonight. It's my understanding that a person needs to enter into a payment plan and then make a payment within one to two days um, per their arrangement. Amron will have an opportunity during the public participation portion. They can, they will have five minutes like anyone else if they wish to address any of those issues. Um, Councilmember Beck, did you have additional items? Uh, yes, I'd like to move to refer this council bill back to the city staff to receive um, more information from Amron to relative to the status of the utility cutoffs by Amron prior to its recent moratorium. Um, and as part of this motion, uh, we put the uh, council bill back on the council agenda for consideration of passage upon receipt of such information. I would second that motion. Fred, is that debatable? Uh, yes. Okay. So are there any council technical questions before we go to the audience on the motion to refer back to staff? Councilmember Stock. Just a quick public works question. Um, Dave, does this have any impact on public works at all and how things are operating if we kick the can on this again? There's no impact of public works. So we continue to work under the uh, terms of the currently expired agreement. We would look to just to con continue that effort. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? Okay, so if anyone in the audience wishes to address this issue, please state your name and city of residence and limit your comments to five minutes or less. I do note that there are some Ameren people here, if they want to make comment, they need to just um, let us know. It's a little bit, it's, it's not our normal process because they're actually included, I think, in the webinar as opposed to the attendees. But if you turn on your video, we will know you wish to speak. Uh, Deputy Mayor Bruno. There are two people in the audience with their hands raised. I'll turn on the microphone for Brian Dunn. Brian Dunn, Champaign, Illinois. Um, I just think it's really goofy how we can tell small businesses, tell our local businesses owned by our community members and citizens that they have to follow these guidelines. They have to do these things or else we will find them or else we will shut them down. And they have to do these things because it's for the safety and health of our community. And we people out of business. We've been putting people out of business for months just to, you know, for the betterment of our community, for the safety of our community. But then when it comes to, you know, a multi-billion dollar public's worst work service provider like Ameren, you know, we just let them do whatever they want. We roll out the red carpet. Oh, we ask if this is okay. We ask if that is okay. When what they're doing is putting the greatest risk towards our community in terms of public health and safety. During a pandemic, we're shutting off people's power. 
Okay, over 100 people, possibly even more than that. I don't know how much I trust Amarin's numbers, but it's just really, really goofy and really weird to me how we're so readily able to put our community members out of business and at the same time allow this giant corporation to harm our community actively over and over again, over a hundred times by their own admission. And so I appreciate that Beck is, you know, wanting to kick the can on this. Um, I think that you should put as much pressure on Ameren as possible to do the right thing for our community, to keep our community safe, because lives are liter literally on the line. Ameren's going to be fine. Ameren's making profits, okay? People are dying. People are losing their livelihoods. And I think that they need to understand how serious we are about this. Thank you. Turn on the microphone for Alan Axelrod. Thank you, um, Alan Axelrod. I lost you. Oh, am I back? You're back. Yeah. Okay, you sorry about that. Restart the time. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Alan Max Axelrod, City of Urbana. So back on June 11th, uh, Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul announced a moratorium on utility shutoffs, which included a suspension of late fees. It is not an unprecedented measure. It's already been done this year. Going back to uh, Ameren, Illinois, and how this affects their uh, bottom line, this whole discussion, it, it really doesn't. Um, their quarter two profits, when, uh, which includes the months of April, May, and June, uh, they were not allowed to shut off any customers for non-payment during this time. They had a, an upwards of 30%, I forgot the exact digit, uh, increase in their profits per share relative to the same quarter of 2019. Quarter three, which included uh, having but one week of utility shutoffs, their profits per share matched that of the previous year. And this is just with regard to residential customers. With struggling local businesses being wholly unprotected the whole way through, commercial utility shut shutoffs, such as those of business spaces, have been allowed this entire time. And there seems to be some curious behavior from Ameren, Illinois, as well, when it comes to their uh, treatment of employees. And I think that they should um, candidly respond to that because there, to my understanding, were employee bonuses uh, last year. But it seems to be that Ameren, Illinois is saying that even though their profits per share matched or exceeded that of last year, they may be punishing their employees for no reason. And so I would basically urge that this city council encourage Ameren, Illinois to exhibit rational, well-founded behavior, especially during a pandemic. And in the context of this uh, business arrangement, again, they can and have suspended late fees. I think that that should be the uh, focus of discussion and they can, through the Emergency Services and Disaster Act, if we need to, 
restore power to people who've been shut off. And in fact, I believe in March, when the moratorium first began, although my memory is not perfect, there was a restoration of utility services. At least there was for water. Uh, so I'm curious as to why they have not voluntarily done so now and are asking the city to approve this business deal in a timely fashion rather than taking care of our residents in a timely fashion. Thank you so much. Thank you. Turn the microphone on for Bo Barber. Hi, can you hear me? <clears throat> yes. Hi, this is Bo Barber from the village of Ogden, Illinois. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I heard the topic of Ameren come up, so that piqued my interest. Um, I think, um, and I guess, I guess, but I guess council and staff can't really clarify because, you know, it's not the response, I guess, but I didn't know if it was possible, or I guess it would be important to know whether the numbers that Carrie was listing. And also, I just want to give a shout out to Carrie, who I've talked to and has done a lot of work to help try and get people in contact. So, or, you know, to talk with LIHEAP and stuff so that I don't have to send people out door to door during a pandemic. Um, I appreciate the work she's done with sending out those flyers. Um, that has been a tremendous help. Um, I just, I, I, I think it might be an important thing to clarify because I'm somewhat, I think somewhat confused with the number, uh, the statement about um, uh, the, what I, I thought they had said 100 since September to mid-November, but I don't know if that maybe if I maybe misheard that or if it was supposed to be something else because I know there was like well over a hundred that were disconnected or if that number was like the number of people that are still disconnected, but I, you know, do whatever with that. At the same time, um, you know, Ameren, Illinois, as Alan Axrod had pointed out, has been raking in profits. You know, they have been doing better or on par with previous years, you know, when there's not, not a pandemic. So um, they're doing this at the expense, expense of the health of, uh, you know, your constituents and as well as many other people across the state. And so it is a public health problem that Ameren is continuing to, you know, perpetuate by, you know, by having previously shut people's uh, utilities off. Now they agreed to that moratorium for a total ban, although they didn't do that out of the goodness of their hearts. That was through organizing and action and community solidarity. Um, and including, including, you know, uh, you city council and then also Urbana city council calling them out saying, you know, and calling, calling on the governor to enact some kind of action, although he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, it's, it's, it takes a community to get hammering to do what they need to do. And so, you know, y'all in power can especially get them to do what they need to do by putting that pressure on them. I don't trust them at all, but that's me personally. Um, you know, with over, as far as I had seen, within just November for Champagne zip codes, over 400 people that were disconnected, you know, that's a major issue. And there, who knows how many people need to be reconnected. Emory ain't doing that for free. Why aren't they gonna do that? They should be reconnecting those people during a time in a pandemic when people have a hard time trying to pay off when they're, you know, getting laid off jobs or having a hard time getting all the hours they need in work. People have reduced hours during this time. They don't get as much money as they used to. Um, so I think, you know, it's Ameren should be allowing reconnections for, should, should be allowing reconnections for free. That's me. Um, cause otherwise they're still perpetuating this public health crisis and any deaths from COVID-19 also on them. 
Um, anyway, that's all I can really think of at the moment. Amarin, if you hear, say something so we know that you care, or at least pretend to care. That's just me. Have a good night, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Mayor, there are no other hands raised. Okay. Seeing that there is no one else, are there any council comments? Council Member Beck. I just want to say that I think that this is an important action for us to take to continue to wait to see what Amarin has to say in response to this. I know that they have been in conversation with RPC and uh, with Carrie's office as well. And so I want that conversation to continue and to be expedited so that we can uh, go about finishing this piece of business on our agenda, and, but do it knowing that Amarin has done the right thing in helping us to provide the best services that we can to our citizens. And keeping the power on during this pandemic clearly is a health crisis issue that we want to make sure that we attend to. And I know that they want to help us do that. So please help us to um, make the best solution here and help us to do this quickly. Councilmember Panfetti. I, I agree with the comments that Councilwoman um, Beck said. And um, I also, um, you know, when I uh, started this conversation, it was in part because of the health and well being, and also knowing that um, there were so many children home doing remote learning, this notion of not having power. Um, as an educator, it was uh, an extremely important issue for me. Um, I am pleased to hear that the conversations are taking place and um, I extend my thank you to Carrie and the other city staff that are coming together um, at our request um, as we are putting this um, forward and putting this on them and uh, the other uh, community members and the other townships and the other cities that are working on this and also for Amron. Um, it's not always easy to be in the role of the, the organization that is doing uh, what we are complaining about. Um, but I do hope that you will listen to us and, and do this in a timely manner. For me, you know, to think about waiting even another day or another week um, makes me nervous. It makes me nervous for the families that are currently without power. It makes me nervous to think that there might be families again in April with large bills that might be facing reconnection. Um, I would like to see this resolved sooner rather than later. And if giving a little bit more time and waiting on this bill allows for some conversations and being able to have a resolution with RPC and Amron um, come sooner rather than later, um, I would support uh, the motion put forward. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I, I just want to say, and this was something that Lisa Benson from RPC um, pointed out in one of the many emails on this issue. Um, we are very lucky to live in a community where everyone has been working together on many issues um, regarding the pandemic. And this is just another example of Champaign and Urbana and both townships and RPC um, all working together to try to solve this issue for residents, not only within the city of Champaign, 
but in Champaign County. I appreciate the motion, um, not because you know the, the issues are necessarily tied together. It's simply an opportunity to make sure that Amron hears us and understands how important we believe this issue is. Um, and it is kind of the one card that we have to play right now. And so waiting to approve this to a point where we are satisfied with the response makes sense to me and I appreciate the motion. So will the clerk please call the roll? Council member Pianfetti. Can, is it a yes to table uh, this it is then? A mo I'm sorry, this right. is a yes, yes to approve the motion. Amended motion to amend, right? Okay. Fred, first we need to, to amend and then we need to vote on the bill. The amended bill? If we go that way, no, I, I guess I thought you were just going to uh, postpone this. Okay. Yeah. Received information. So it's just a yes to postpone. Okay. So this, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'm sorry. Is that a yes, Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes to postpone. Yes. Stock. Yes. Beck. Yes. Briggs. Yes. Bruno. Yes. Foreman. Um, I want to note that the man from Amron has his hand raised, and yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. The council bill passes or um, is deferred nine to zero, and I would say that when we called for comments, his hand was not raised, and like any other member of the public, um, once we pass that point in the meeting, we have passed that point in the meeting. If Amron wants to speak, there is a general audience participation opportunity at the end of the meeting, and um, they are welcome to speak at that point. Please call the next council bill. Councilman number 2020-137. An ordinance approving emergency orders and extending council bill number 2020-22 relating to the COVID-19 emergency. So moved. Second. Sorry, I was trying to unmute. This council bill will approve the continuation of council bill 2020-2022, an ordinance related to the emergency created by the impact of the COVID-19 virus as modified by the new extension ordinance until the regular city council meeting on January 5th, 2020, unless it is amended or repealed by the city council before that date. The city council bill would also approve the continuance of 16 emergency orders of which three have been issued by the city manager. Are there any technical questions? Seeing none, are there any members of the audience who wish to address this issue? Council comment? Clerk, please call the roll. Council member Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Briggs? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, council bill passes nine to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2020-138, an ordinance amending section 5-33 of the Champaign Municipal Code 1985 as amended. So moved. 
Second. The purpose of this council bill is to amend chapter five of the municipal code, which is the city's liquor ordinance. This amendment would institute an additional three month liquor license fee credit for establishments whose businesses have been severely limited by statewide executive orders and coronavirus mitigation measures. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Madam Mayor, Eric Meyer has his hand raised. Please state your name and city of residence. My name is Eric Meyer, city of Champaign. Uh, as a license holder here in the community with two different licenses and also representing uh, other licensees on behalf of uh, the Licensed Beverage Association, I can't thank you enough for your consideration of tonight's uh, rebate. Um, licensees throughout our community are, are frankly just holding on by their threads right now. The added uh, cold weather has even put even greater, um, guess what you call, um, uh, more difficulties on our business than we would have ever imagined. With no uh, PPP uh, uh, coming again anytime soon, um, licensees at this point are um, worried about even getting through the Christmas months, uh, let alone make it to March when a possible vaccine might be more widespread. Few of the uh, governor's big grants have been granted in our area uh, and delivered like promised, unfortunately. Um, this is a credit that we need now uh, and for the future, uh, well, at least in the near future. Um, and this may be just a start of many other things that our licensees are gonna need throughout our community. Um, hopefully they won't cost the community anymore, but things such as tents being extended, uh, the opportunity to serve outdoors, uh, public right of way use, things of that nature in the near future, um, may be needed so that we can not only if we do survive be, hope, be hopefully be able to recap some of our losses and um, you know build viable businesses back again in our community so i thank you for your consideration tonight of this measure um, and i'm sure it will help uh, maybe just a little bit to get uh, get through the holidays and in the winter months and i appreciate your your thoughtfulness and considering this. And I would ask you that you uh, pass this measure, this ordinance uh, um, to help all the licensees in our community. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? There are no other hands raised. Council comment? Council member Beck. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm, I was happy to see this on the agenda. And um, when we originally did a rebate for, um, for uh, license holders early on, uh, it was after a conversation that I had with um, a local business owner that it, they really were talking about how the license fees in many ways meant groceries in their, in their kitchen or paying the license fee to us. And for me, I think that I would rather that business owner feed their family and their, and their employees rather than, uh, rather than take those, those dollars for the use of the city. Um, I think that that's a much wiser and a much better way for us to approach it. 
Um, and so I, I will be voting yes on this. And I know that there are other things that we as a city need to be looking at to assist our, our businesses and we are doing other things. Um, but I think that this is one small way that we can make an impact. Anyone else? I, I wanna um, just give a shout out to our planning and development staff um, along with our liquor team, who I really do think have done an, uh, really good work in trying to assist our bars and restaurants with creative use of city right away, um, approving alternate plans, trying to help them stay open as the um, mitigation levels change and the playing field changes um, almost constantly. And so I'm really, um, I'm thankful for all of the work of all of you. Um, and I'm thankful for the creativity of all of our owners out there who have really pivoted in ways that I'm sure they couldn't have even imagined a year ago. Um, this is a, a small credit back to them, but it reflects the fact that, you know, they're, they are really unable to serve, at least indoors right now. Um, and as Councilmember Beck said, um, it provides them some relief in a time when it's clear that it's necessary. Uh, so will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember P. and Fetty? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Brick? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Mayor, Mayor Finan. Yes, council passes nine to zero. Please call the next bill or bills. Council member stock. Yep, sorry, I had to flip the pages. Uh, Madam Mayor, I move that we consolidate council bills 2021-39 and 2021-40. Second. Can you please call the roll on the motion for consolidation? Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Rick? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. The purpose of these council bills are to approve an intergovernmental agreement establishing the public safety records management system and amend the fiscal year 2020-2021 budget to establish the new PSRMS fund and corresponding transfers as the lead agency and account for the city's share of the purchase and implementation of the new system. Are there any technical questions? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue? I see none. Are there any council members who wish to speak to this? Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember P and Fetty? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Brick? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, Councilman passes nine to zero. Please call the next bill. Council Bill number 2020-141, a resolution approving the purchase of merchant card services 
So moved. Second. This council bill would approve the purchase of merchant card services from Commerce Bank for a five-year period with an option to renew for an additional one-year period. Merchant card services enable city departments to accept payments via debit and credit cards. The annual cost of these services vary with the use of services. The cost for the services in 2019 was approximately $30,000. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Councilmember Bruno, is there anyone? There are no hands raised, I'm sorry. No hands That's raised. That's all right. Any council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Briggs? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, council bill passes nine to zero. Please call the last bill. Council bill number 2020-142, a resolution approving a sub-recipient agreement with the Champaign County Regional Planning Commission Community Services Division for Senior Minor Home Repair Program Management Services. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to authorize the city manager to enter into a sub-recipient agreement with the Champaign County Regional Planning Commission Community Services Division to provide senior minor home repair program management services for fiscal year 2020 through 2021 in an amount not to exceed $45,000 in community development block grant funding. Are there any technical questions? Anyone? Oh, Councilmember Briggs. Yeah, I was just curious. It looks like the agreement started in July of 2020. Is has the program been operating during this time, or are you are have they been waiting on us to sign the agreement, or is this funds for, you know, from now on, or? No, um, it happens sometimes with our CBG agreements. We um, don't sign them until after the program year begins. Um, the agreement. Um, is uh, for ELT services back to July 1 of 2020 and they have been operating. They have already submitted a pay request for the first quarter and are waiting for the approval of this contract um, for us to be able to pay it. Okay, and then um, I noticed that the maximum that someone can have for like a small, a small project or a small need is 1750 and there's an administrative fee of 550. So, is a 31% administrative fee, is that common? Um, for CDBG, unfortunately, yes. Um, they were getting around 250. We changed that when we started this new three-year RFP two years ago. This is the final year. They requested increase because they conduct their own environmental reviews um, as well as the management of the program and we felt it was fair. Okay, and then um, do you find that the funds are fully utilized every have, year? Do you have remainder or is there additional need? They had remainder last year, um, like in a lot of our programs because they did stop operating in March. So they didn't have a, a fourth quarter draw that included significant amount. I believe their remainder, I honestly don't know. I think it was less than $10,000. 
but every other year they've, they've utilized the full amount of funds. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue, please raise your hand. There are no hands raised. Anyone, um, any council members wish to comment? Will the clerk please call the roll? Council member P and Fetty? Yes. Dot? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bricks? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, Councilville passes nine to zero. We're now at the point of our meeting for audience participation. I know there was someone from Ameren who wished to speak. If you still wish to speak, please raise your hand and we will call on you. Um, everyone else, please raise your hand if you wish to speak and limit your comments to five minutes or less. When you're unmuted, state your name and city of residence. There's one hand up, Brian Dunn. Hello, my name is Brian Dunn from Champaign. And you know, all these meetings, stuff keeps coming up about how people in the community are suffering, how we need more help, how we need more funds. And you know, anytime that comes up, I can't help but think about how much we're spending on policing, how unnecessary so much of that expenditure is, and how the council doesn't seem to be doing anything to shore up some of those funds and distribute them, reallocate them in a way that actually helps the community. So I'm just gonna keep harping on this, keep bringing it up. Uh, the traffic accidents, how many thousands of traffic accidents are, are local police responding to? I think it's like 2000, maybe above. I read that somewhere in the budget. Does that really need to be a police officer? I remember I got T-boned at, uh, what was that? that was Springfield and uh, Mattis. And, you know, it was 40 minutes of four cops standing around waiting for somebody to find their insurance card. And all those cops, you know, cops start at $30 an hour. Do we really need a policeman there or do we or do we just need a flashing light? Because a city employee can go out there with a flashing light and take down information. And if there's thousands of these happening and being responded to by police, you know, if police are needed, police can be called just like police officers do. When they get into trouble, what do they do? They call more police. Well, somebody else can do that too, and we can cut down on costs, and we can reduce the scope and responsibility of policing, which will actually make them more effective for the things our community wants them to do and save us money in the long run. And you know, along with that, I think that it would open up doors to reimagining policing in our community in its entirety, reimagining how we hold people accountable and how we address harm and then maybe actually initiate some healing in our community as well. Thank you. I'm gonna turn on the microphone for Alan Max Axelrod. Thank you, uh, Alan Max Axelrod, City of Urbana. Uh, I just wanted to thank the City of Champaign for the action that they had taken uh, today to show yet again that they uh, are prioritizing the wellness of our residents. I really appreciate that and I'm sure that many other people in the community do as well. Um, I, I wanted to note a couple different things. Um, the 
Illinois Attorney General the day before the um, announcements of the latest moratorium, which included not only Ameren, Illinois, but Commonwealth Edison, North Shore, People's Gas, NICOR, uh, and Liberty Utilities. Um, the day before that blanket moratorium was announced, uh, the Illinois Attorney General uh, published a news release uh, that actually had factually incorrect information on this. And I say that not to disparage the uh, beleaguered uh, Illinois Attorney General, but to bring up that uh, I don't think anybody prior to this pandemic was well-versed in the Emergency Services and Disaster Act or even, frankly, the Public Utilities Act. Um, there have been many different officials uh, all the way down uh, getting facts uh, incorrect, including also a curious set of legal arguments presented by uh, Ameren, Illinois as well, um, as disclosed in certain um, emails to the city of Urbana. And so I would strongly recommend that uh, conversation with uh, Ameren, Illinois, uh, reference both the Public Utilities Act and the Emergency Services and Disaster Act, because it, in addition to the uh, local government here still needing to learn more about that, uh, so does Ameren, Illinois, apparently, because their legal uh, opinions that they had communicated, citing the Illinois Municipal League, among others, uh, did not mention the Emergency Services and Disaster Act, which includes explicitly in it the ability to restore public utility service as Ameren, Illinois is a public utility corporation. Corporations are specifically included in the Public Utilities Act definition. Um, and the uh, Illinois Commerce Commission only regulates public uh, corporate utilities, which includes Ameren, Illinois. Um, the factually incorrect information that the Illinois Attorney General had just for the benefit of the people present uh, was that he had stated that December 1st uh, is when there is no shutoffs allowed. Uh, that was actually not true. There is a means-tested moratorium that starts on December 1st each year. There was a temperature restriction, which Ameren, Illinois referenced themselves on November 18th, but it only has to do with, uh, you know, some asterisks aside, a 24-hour um, forecast for the temperature. So, you know, when uh, officials here are making um, opinions about this situation, about the legal statute as written, um, apparently it's a uh, statewide uh, misunderstanding for a lot of representatives and officials. So I would strongly encourage that uh, the city use its position to encourage Ameren, Illinois to publicly communicate about the Emergency Services and Disaster Act and how that applies to their utility when they are providing legal briefings to different governments across the state. Uh, with that, again, I'd just like to thank you for standing up for our residents and have a good evening. Thank you. I don't see any other hands. Council comment? Councilmember Foreman. Um, Mr. Amron Guy, I saw you were on there and you didn't speak and I know the community really wanted to hear from you. We won't bite you. This is a welcoming space. I'm sorry you may not have gotten that earlier, but I do hope you'll give us an update because the numbers that I got from community members about people who were still disconnected were quite high. So I was hoping that we could get an update on that. So whether you didn't have time during this 
council meeting to come up with the data or not, um, some type of email with that information will be good because the numbers that we have in the community um, are much higher than what's being reported. So I'm hopeful that you guys will come to some type of, you know, give carry the information at the city or something, but that disconnect information for who's still disconnected. And I think it was like 19 when I woke up this morning is pretty important. So I really hope that you will get that information to us. Thank you. Anyone else? Um, city. Oh, go ahead, Councilman Barimano. Are we just under general council comments? We are. I'd like to make a couple, really uh, unrelated. Uh, first, uh, we are now in Champaign City Council election season, and candidates have filed nominating petitions to run for office. Uh, I'd encourage all of them to make it a habit to watch every one of our Tuesday night meetings now through May. Um, it's really, it would, it would be expected at a minimum to see their names up there in the list of attendees, participating, listening. This is our transition period, such as it is. These are your uh, city council daily briefings or weekly briefings like the PDB. Um, if you wanna be ready to do this on May 1st, you ought to be at every one of our Tuesday night meetings between now and then. Lastly, uh, you know, not lastly, but additionally, you may wish to comment. You may wish to let the public know what your thoughts and your philosophy is. Uh, this is one thing to sit outside the arena and throw uh, Molotov cocktails over the fence. It's another thing to be in the arena and address the issues of the day and talk about what you would do to solve them if the voters selected you to sit on the city council. Um, so it's, uh, it's my challenge to the several people who have filed a candidacy for city and township office that they um, become participants now so that the public has an opportunity to know what their choices are. Now, on a really unrelated note, this afternoon I had to ship a package. I went to the post office on North Mattis in Champaign. I went in there at 4.19 p.m. There were two desk clerks. The female was fully masked and waiting on the public. There were 10 customers in line. The male was unmasked. And I, I just found myself getting angrier and angrier. Here's an employee of the postal service standing at the public service counter, not wearing a mask, 10 people in line in front of me. Probability would tell me that one of those 10 are infectious with COVID. So they get the postal clerk infected. Maybe that happened an hour earlier. That person then breathes, breathes it on the next 10 or 20 people in line. We've got to do better than this. Certainly somebody could figure out if you can't call the post office anymore. They have an unlisted number, but certainly there ought to be somebody on Mattis Avenue in the postal system who would know of the two workers who were working at 4.19 p.m. on Tuesday, December 1st, at the front desk, one was a male, one was a female. The male is working with the public, not wearing a mask, and it's a safety hazard. I would have uh, gone there, left there and bought my hamburger somewhere else, but it wasn't a hamburger joint, it was the post office. So I didn't, couldn't go down the street to the competitor. I had to do business with a government employee who had no respect for my health 
and had no respect for the health of all the other people in line and was being reckless with his own health. So we got to start fixing these things and fixing them in a friendly, non-political way. I don't know who the guy voted for president or if he's ever voted, uh, but we need community cooperation. We need to kindly and gently tell people, are you sure that's what you want to be doing? Because we're in for uh, a lot more heartache before it gets better. Uh, that's my soapbox for tonight. Anyone else? Councilmember Piantetti. Uh, I have a little different um, kind of soapbox, I guess. I just wanted to uh, thank the Champaign Center Partnership um, for all they did this weekend. Um, as many people, yes, know, this would have typically been the Parade of Lights. And um, we were unable to have the Parade of Lights, but I thought they did an exceptional job at, with um, coming up with uh, the idea of the virtual parade and the shoebox parade. Uh, for those of you that may have gotten a chance to see it, I know it's online now, but it's really a very cute event. And for everybody that participated and put in an entry, they were very creative. And um, I know um, it uh, wasn't the same as walking in the parade and having the crowds around the downtown area, but I know um, there was a lot of effort put in and they were doing a lot. They handed out um, goodie bags at, in the parking lot of the library and um, during the day on Saturday and Santa walked around town and they'll be doing it again over the weekend. So please um, shop local if you can, that would be great and do what you can because I know the partnership is doing much to help um, the businesses and campus town, midtown and downtown. So. Um, just wanted to give them a shout out because it was a really um, nice event that they did. Anyone else? Councilmember Beck. It's kind of funny that uh, my comment actually takes those two things and melds them together. Um, so I uh, have been inc increasingly aware of businesses that are choosing to not follow the mandates that have been put forth for us to protect our health and our community's health and wellness. And to those businesses, I ask you, please reconsider your choices. Please help us keep our community safe. Please follow the mandates that you've been asked to follow and be good citizens in our community. And to those who are deciding that they would like to go to those businesses, I implore you to also choose other businesses that maybe provide the same services that are choosing to follow the mandates and are choosing to help us keep our community healthy and safe because we do have choices to do so. And in that same vein, we have many small businesses in our community who have made the big shift to provide services via curbside pickup and websites that they've built from the very beginning to provide an opportunity for us to still get their goods and services through online efforts. And please take an opportunity to explore the many options that are that exist out there for you to be able to uh, patronize these businesses. A city center partnership does provide good information about their particular partners that you can actually uh, get on their website. 
Um, and there are many others in our community who are starting to put together lists of businesses that are actually doing best practices for our community. So again, if you're choosing to, to remain open, serving the public in ways in which you've been asked to reconsider by our governor's mandates, I ask you to please help us instead of deciding that you need to remain open in a time when we've been asked to keep our community safe. I ask you to continue to be fair with your other businesses that are choosing to follow the mandates and please keep our community safe. Thank you. Thank you, anyone else? On a similar vein, but, but maybe a little bit more positive, um, we, we do need to continue to be vigilant, but I think it is worth um, recognizing that our community overall has done a very good job. We are sitting at about 6.9% in Champaign County as a positivity rate without U of I testing. We're at about 2% with U of I testing. Um, we are we have been the lowest um, positive rate in our region for some time, even when you take out the U of I testing. What that says to me is that we have a community that does care about our public health. We certainly have some outlier people, there's no doubt. Um, people who are not um, following the rules. We have some businesses that are not following the rules. But you can go to Champaign County Safe. Um, businesses take a safety pledge there, and you can see if they are listed as a business that is going to comply with the um, safety and mitigation rules. Additionally, I am aware that Champaign County Public Health District has begun enforcement against businesses that are not complying. Um, we did send out a warning email to our bars and restaurants so that they were aware because there are some that are not complying. And I would urge everyone um, as Councilmember Bruno and Councilmember Beck have raised um, to take this very seriously. If you are a liquor license holder, if you lose your food permit, you lose your liquor license. If you lose your liquor license, you lose your gaming license if you have one. And all of that um, will go through the state and then you have to worry about trying to regain those licenses. So it, there are severe consequences um, and everybody is now aware of the potential for those consequences. Um, but I do think that we should celebrate the fact that our region for the most part is doing what they need to do. Um, and our community numbers continue to drop, which is a great thing. So thank you for everybody who has taken this as seriously as you are. And uh, with that, uh, Council or um, Deputy City Manager Walls, are there any um, comments from City Manager? I have no comments, Mayor. Okay, so we need uh, vendor payments and payroll. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the vendor payments in the amount of $1,886,984.33. Second. 
Is there any discussion? Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Brick? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Item passes. Councilmember Bruno? Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the payroll of November 13th, 2020, in the amount of $2,059,156.51. Second. Are there any comments or discussion? Seeing none, will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bricks? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. The payroll is approved. And I would note that we have some hands up, but we have passed the point in our meeting for audience participation. That occurs before council and city manager comments. So we, I need a motion to adjourn. Madam Mayor, I move that we adjourn. Second. Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Stock? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bricks? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Foreman? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, we are adjourned. Thank you.